COVID-19 vaccine eligibility expands to a new age group. On this episode, hear how children ages 5 through 11 can get their shots. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. This week, the Johnson County Department of Health and Environment is starting to vaccinate children ages 5 through 11 against COVID-19. On Tuesday, November 2nd, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention approved recommendations to offer the Pfizer vaccine to this new age group. Last week on Thursday, November 4th, the county held a Facebook Live discussion featuring JCDHE Director Dr. Sami Ariola and pediatrician Jennifer Watts with Children's Mercy Hospital. The discussion was facilitated by our own Director of Public Affairs and Communications, Jody Hansen. Here's some of that conversation on pediatric vaccines. Good afternoon, everyone. And as always, uh, good to have Dr. Watts with us. Um, Dr. Watts and her colleagues at the Children's Mercy Hospital has been uh, very integral to our efforts, uh, testing, uh, vaccinations in schools, childcare establishments. And now uh, I'm sure it's, she's as happy as I am to see that we now have vaccines for children five to 11. Uh, that's been a, a big gap in our efforts to ensure that we have uh, protection across our different age groups. And so we're very happy to see, to, to see that it's, uh, good to know that we have a vaccine that's gone through a very um, stringent um, process to ensure that its uh, efficacy is at the level that we want, to ensure that it's safe and that um, uh, uh, our children can be protected. And that's what this vaccine has uh, proven to be. Just like we saw in adult population, uh, what we have seen is that it's um, highly eff efficacious in uh, uh, protecting children and, um, and it's, it's, it's very safe. So uh, uh, the situation now is a little bit different than a lot better than it was uh, in January when we started vaccinating in the adult population. We have more providers in the community. Uh, Dr. Watts is going to talk about their efforts regarding getting uh, pediatricians to uh, uh, get ready, be providers, and uh, get, uh, again, these are the people that you typically go to for your vaccines, and that's uh, what we're encouraging you to do. Um, uh, vaccines are available at a lot more than the health department or a few other people now, so we want you to do that. Uh, finally, before I uh, invite uh, Dr. Watts to just uh, share what they're doing, is uh, this is very important, very critical to get our children vaccinated. One of our primary goals, and that's what we've worked with uh, Dr. Watts and her team on, is to keep our schools open. We want our children to learn, and we want them to learn in person. It is the best way to learn. There are benefits to social interactions and other things that are associated with in-person learning. And there's not a better way to get there than to get a high percentage of them vaccinated. Uh, but we've been pretty clear that our efforts to protect our children, protect our vulnerable population is uh, best done through a layered approach. Uh, there's not one magic wand. And so um, we've been very clear that vaccination is, is good, but that wearing masks and others are more important. But especially because this population did not have, uh, they were not eligible for vaccine. A, 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 a 
did add a, a layer of um, of risk. And so uh, again, for me, uh, pretty excited. So, but the more that we we get, uh, just like we did, we've done, we're going to try to give them out as quickly as we possibly can. So. Dr. Watch, you've been in the middle of this, uh, been in several meetings uh, where you've talked through this. It's clearly at the heart of what you do. It's at the heart of what your embassy does. Uh, take it away, let people hear from you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Somni, for having me. Um, I know that you know this collaboration with Children's Mercy and the Johnson County Health Department has been phenomenal, as is all the health departments in our region. This is, this is a public health crisis that we've been dealing with from day one. And so the support from all the health departments has just been absolutely phenomenal. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I will say, you know, when, when we get the word of the approval, it's, it's a celebration for us because we've been waiting for this for so long. We've wanted this to go through the appropriate channels. We've wanted this to go through all the necessary pieces that it took to make sure that this is a safe and effective vaccine. Um, if, if this would have rolled out, you know, months ago, it, we'd still be happy. I, I'm not going to lie. We'd still be happy. But the fact that it's gone through this process and it has taken this time to get there has made us ecstatic that we know and we are putting forward a product that is safe and effective for our children. Um, that's at the heart of everything that we do at Children's Mercy. And this vaccine is no different. Um, I, you know, when 12 to 17 became eligible for vaccine, we were happy then. And we are happy again with 5 to 11. And when we hit the under five group, then it's going to be another time that we are very happy. We are fortunate in the sense that in the adult world, they only get one celebration and we get three. So we are lucky in that sense, um, because these are these are definitely big days for us. Um, we have done a lot of work in trying to prepare um, our hospital as well as some of the community in order to provide vaccine to as many people as would like it. We see this in phases, obviously. We've got this large group of people that have been waiting for this day and want their children vaccinated, myself included, from you know, right out of the gates. And you know, we we want to try to get as many kids vaccinated as possible immediately. We also know that there's a large group of individuals that want to take time to look at the data, to look at the information and make the best decision for their own family. And it may take them a little bit longer than some people to make that decision. But we hope that by providing some of the factual information um, to everybody that, you know, we can help that group come to the best decision for their family. Um, and then we'll probably have some people that don't want to get vaccinated, um, and that group exists as well. And so we've tried to, so far, we've tried to prepare for um, everybody in, in the best ways that we can. We have, um, we have vaccine clinics that we have opened for scheduling. Um, our first clinic, well, I, I guess I'll take a step back. We sit on the state line. So we've got clinics in Missouri. We also have clinics in Kansas, which means we receive vaccine from both the state of Missouri and from the state of Kansas. Um, our shipment in Kansas arrived the same day as I believe, Somni, that you guys got yours, <laughs> is my understanding. Our mass vaccination clinics are on Saturdays, and then we are offering a small amount during the week, Monday through Friday, um, during normal business hours. Most of our vaccine efforts um, are trying to get to the masses as best as we can. 
That being said, the most, I mean, most childhood vaccines are given through your pediatrician offices. And so we actually prefer just, even though we're standing up clinics to try to help with the volumes of people that wanna be vaccinated, but we actually really like when you go to your pediatrician office and get your vaccine from them. You have a pediatrician for a reason. You ask your pediatrician all kinds of things about your child's health. You go to them to get your childhood vaccines, but you also go to them when your child has a fever and you, you want to know what's going on and want to do what's in the best interest for your child in regards to their health. So I think you most likely if you have children, you trust your pediatrician for all things health related when it comes to your kids and COVID-19 is no different. When it comes to questions for the vaccine, when it comes to questions about the illness of COVID-19, your pediatrician or your family practice doctor is your, or your general practitioner is your most trusted source of information for you. You've already established that relationship. And so first and foremost, we recommend a lot, you know, a lot of people trying to go to their pediatrician offices for their vaccine. I do know there are quite a few pediatric practices in Johnson County that are offering vaccine. Some of them have started already. Some of them are making plans to start in the upcoming weeks. Um, everybody is at this a little differently. Um, we have worked with a lot of practices to try to help them get their clinics off the ground. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that want to get vaccinated today, and I, I, I love the enthusiasm, but there's no way we can get everybody vaccinated today that wants to be vaccinated. And so it's the balance of getting the vaccine from the state, administering the vaccine in your clinic too. And so we do ask for a little patience to you know, get, get these kids vaccinated as quickly as possible. But I certainly do know that there are a lot of pediatricians in the area that are celebrating with us and that they are launching their vaccination efforts too. And thank you. I think you, you touched on quite a few things that I'm going to ask you to talk about a little bit more. Uh, so we have, uh, for example, in Johnson County, in this age group, we have just under 56,000 children that would be eligible. So that's a lot of people. I think that, you know, pediatricians are the core of your child's health. And you start from birth and seeing your pediatrician. Some people even go before their child is born to meet the pediatrician and make sure that this relationship is going to be a solid relationship. It's, it's a lot of trust to put into an individual um, when it comes to the health of your child, but that relationship builds. I mean, there's a lot of things we do on the pediatric side, why you have to come in for your well child checks over and over, especially in the first year of life. Um, part of that's to get your childhood vaccines, but part, and part of that is to, um, you know, to help you with some of the preventive care that is necessary in children. But a big portion of that is establishing that trust and building that relationship with your pediatrician. And, and I think when it comes to kids' health, it, that, that relationship is one of the most important relationships that you can have um, with your child. And so I, I do think you know, COVID-19, while there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of, um, you know, it has become politicized over this time period. COVID-19 is no different. This is, an, this is a virus that affects your child just like a common cold, just like flu, just like bacterial infections. It, 
it makes an impact on your child's health, the same as all these other illnesses. Um, and so when you turn to your pediatrician for other illnesses, it makes sense to go to your pediatrician for COVID-19 as well. Um, your pediatricians know a lot of the information about the vaccine. Um, you know, that information comes through the channels, it goes through the FDA, it goes through the CDC, and then the pediatricians have access to that data too, and they can look at it and they can interpret it. And, you know, they, they know reputable sources versus not reputable sources. And your pediatricians are not going to give you false information because they have your child's health at their um, core too. That's, that's our job as pediatricians. And so I do think that that's probably one of the most trusted sources when it comes to your child's health that you can turn to to answer some of the questions and concerns that you have. So I guess talk through a little bit about the preparations that you're making right now and that your staff is making and maybe um, specifically what you're doing to make sure that these children are comfortable um, in the room where they're, where they're getting this shot. Part of our primary goal is to keep our children safe and keep our schools open, that this it will become, uh, will move to the top of our priority. And that's, that's what we, we have done. We have tried to anticipate um, how many of these 56,000 will actually want to take the vaccine. And uh, I think uh, Jen went through all the uh, three different groups. Some will take it now. Some would uh, wait until they get additional information and some would just not take it. And some would take it after they talk to their pediatrician. So although I've spoken with uh, uh, more recently with a couple of people, it's like, okay, I said, talk to your doctors. Oh, well, all the doctors, I've spoken to four doctors. They're all saying the same thing. Take the vaccine, it's safe. And uh, so some people are going to take longer to, <laughs> to convince them. But uh, because right now we not only have uh, three approved vaccines, J&J, Moderna, and, uh, and uh, Pfizer. Now we have um, booster shots and additional shots. And then we, and some of those come in different form uh, doses. And the children, uh, children vaccine is uh, 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 10 uh, micrograms of active ingredients, which is a, a third of what uh, the adults are getting. So it is um, important to do it in a way that, does not uh, allow for mistakes. It's also important to know that children react in different ways and Dr. Watts can, can talk through some of that. When we started vaccinating in 12 to 15 year olds, the reactions that we got were a lot uh, different from, from the adults. Uh, so, that's, so the way that we are going to be giving out the vaccine does require that um, we ensure that uh, the process worked very, very smoothly, opportunities for mistakes reduced, but also make the kids comfortable with their parents. And we are going to have nurses that are dedicated to just giving pediatric vaccines. We're still doing the other ones, but in terms of our capacity, this is where we are uh, 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 devoting most of our resources to. A lot of calls from parents by phone, a lot of emails, people wanting to take it, and that's a good thing. And that's why uh, that patience is important, but also to know that there are other avenues to get the, um, to the shots and listening to a pediatrician tell you even what her preference is. I think, I think that's, that's very important. So 
Jody, when you talk about preparation at Children's Mercy, one of the big things I think we've done is tried to get information out to the public. Um, on our website, you'll find a lot of materials about the vaccine. It has our vaccine schedule too, but, but there's a lot of extra materials out there. If you have questions, we have a couple FAQ sheets on our website that answer some of the most common questions that we are receiving about vaccine. Um, we have we have all most of our documents translated into Spanish and English. We have information on, on the vaccine in nine different languages of um, the most commonly spoken languages in our region. So we're trying to do our best to get factual information out into the community. Um, we invite as many people to take a look at the information, take a look at the questions, um, and just look at it, discuss it within your family. And if you have questions about any of the information on our website, your pediatrician is certainly able to address a lot of the information that is there. They have the same information that's on our website, um, but your pediatrician can definitely address any questions that you may have. When it comes to preparation of, you know, for administering vaccine to kids, this is what we do. <laughs> this is this is our thing. Um, we've been doing this for years. We continue to do it. We administer vaccines um, to children all the time, and so this is this is certainly where I think we shine. Um, we do have a whole program called Comfort Promise that helps children become comfortable with receiving the vaccine. We have a few additional pieces in for pain control. Um, we do have certain methods and techniques for children with high sensory needs um, that they can use and you know we can assist them with when they come through our vaccine clinics. Sometimes just being in a large room with a lot of vaccines going on in a mass vaccination setting can be uh, can be challenging for some children. And so we do have we do have certain spaces that we can utilize if needed for children with high sensory needs. Um, I will say though you know, I'm going to go back to your pediatrician's office because that's where your child's comfortable going anyway. Um, so that's that's definitely always something to keep in mind. If your child's comfortable there, that, that would definitely be a priority. As far as the different dose in pediatrics, we, we dose things all the time based on weight, based on age. We are used to this um, system where most people need different doses. And so we do have all of our standard safety precautions in place to ensure that every child receives the appropriate dose for their age. Uh, thank you for that information. And I know that uh, Dr. Walsh had sent out uh, all this information about their website also to a larger group yesterday. But you can also go to our website, uh, jokogov.org slash coronavirus COVID-19 uh, vaccine and get uh, uh, also a lot of information. I don't know, Jody, we have also prepared FAQs also there. I don't know if that's posted yet. So lots of information, but I guess the key message here is uh, comfort of your kids, uh, questions that you have, um, going to their pediatrician offices where they're very comfortable is also, again, underscored here. And I just happened to see a question on Facebook that fits in exactly to what Dr. Watts was just talking about. So I was going to try to sneak that in really quick. So somebody was asking about the dose for children. Is it based on age? Is it based on weight? I didn't know if you could clarify that a little bit. And also um, questions about if this has been approved by the FDA. Testing of uh, 
products, vaccines, or others is um, it's not something that just started with COVID. It's something that we we have been doing, and yes, uh, so uh, the the dose does uh, is is very important, and yes, body weight consideration is important. But children, their organ system is still growing. All of those are taken into consideration in determining a weight. So for a long time, um, uh, it's kind of been assumed in uh, testing for, uh, for this product that um, uh, 12 and older uh, uh, will be um, tested uh, with certain assumptions and children younger than that with certain assumptions. So uh, what's important in uh, testing or the use of any product is uh, to make sure that we, uh, they are effective and we use them at the dose where we minimize uh, the uh, undesirable effect and maximize the desirable effect. So if it's effective, effective at 10 micrograms of active ingredient, that, that's, that's what we want to, to use. And so that's been tested. This was tested in a, a few thousand children uh, found to be highly effective, over 90% effective, risks that, um, that, that the benefits far outweigh. So um, the, the dose at which this is approved is, is effective, it works, and um, risk of adverse consequences are, are pretty low. Um, so again, that's, I don't know if uh, Dr. Watts has something to, to add to that. Yeah. I don't have anything else to add. It's, it's all age-based. <laughs> what, what are you anticipating and what are you hearing as far as levels of hesitancy for this among parents of uh, children in this new age group, five to 11, who are who just become eligible, and then also maybe getting a little bit older, the 12 to the 18-year-olds? What has that level of hesitancy been like? I think there's there certainly is a level of hesitancy. How great it is, I think, will be determined, right? I, I mean, a vaccine is only as good as the people that take it. So, I think we will see the you know what level of hesitancy there is, you know, after we can get this first round of vaccines into people's arms. Um, definitely a lot of questions, though, um, rightfully so. You know, you always want the best for your child. And so a lot of people asking really good questions, and I'm glad to see the questions, and I'm glad that people are asking the appropriate questions. Um, that's part of why we put together the FAQ sheets on our website and tried to get a lot of that information out. But I do certainly think there, there is hesitancy, um, and, and that is to be expected. What I can tell you, you know, one of the biggest questions we get is why do we need to get the vaccine in this age group? Are kids even affected with COVID-19? And even though it's certainly less than adults, um, you know, the severity is less than adults, kids in this age group, the five to 11 age group specifically, certainly do still get vaccinated, still certainly get um, COVID-19 infection. We know that nationally, there's been over 2 million cases in this age group of COVID-19, over 8,000 hospitalizations for the five to 11 age group. And we have had 94 deaths in this age group nationally. So I think that's something just to keep in mind that yes, it still does affect children. One death in a child of five to 11 is concerning. And so we, you know, that number, while it is smaller than the adult population, 94 deaths in the age group of five to 11 is still a concerning number to me. Um, this age group is also the age group that has the highest rates of MIS-C, the multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. That's a 
that's a process that occurs after you've had COVID-19 infection. Um, and this is the age group where we've seen the most cases of Miss C. So it's certainly something that affects children in this age group and, and definitely there's hesitancy around it. But I, I just wanted to emphasize, you know, that children in this age group do get COVID-19 infection. And so it is important to get yourself educated by factual information um, and reliable sources on the vaccine. And I, and I think that that last sentence uh, for, for us that have to answer these questions every day and deal with the uh, inaccurate and uh, information that's out there, it's uh, very important to, to get your information from the proper sources. And you heard about the infections that we've seen uh, more recently, while uh, uh, the younger children account for what is it, 22% of the population, about 27% of recent infections uh, are occurring in those eight children. No, they don't die as uh, often as older persons do, but every death in this population is too many, especially when there are things we can do to prevent that and taking the vaccine is a, it's a good first step to do that. Again, we cannot overemphasize, it's okay to have questions. If you have questions, ask for answers from the right sources. And, and uh, especially, especially in this climate, there's just a lot of information out there that can be confusing to people who don't deal with this every day. So talk to your pediatrician, talk to um, people uh, with expertise in this area, get the right information before you make the decision. Yes, just like we saw in the adult population, uh, there's been a few studies out there in terms of the level of hesitancy to expect. Uh, but uh, just like we saw in the adult population too, um, we are not having clinics where we are giving 3,000 shots daily anymore, but we're giving 100 here, 50 here, and, uh, and we keep uh, improving on the numbers, and that's what I expect in this age group. And it's okay to take your time until you have your questions answered before you decide to get it, but um, ask questions and from the right sources. I think that's, that's a very important part of this process. Well, I know something else that's communicated this time of year is get your flu shot as we get closer to flu season, or maybe we're already there. So parents might be wondering if they can, if their children can get their flu shot and their COVID-19 vaccination at the same time. The simple answer to that is yes. <laughs> Yes, you can get it at the same time. You know, in pediatrics, we give a lot of vaccines together. Um, and initially when COVID-19 came out, they, you know, we, it was not recommended to give with other vaccines. And as we've gathered more data behind that um, as a country, then, you know, we have found that it's safe to go ahead and administer concurrently with other vaccines. So 100%, yes, flu vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine, both of them save lives. We strongly recommend both of them, and you most certainly can receive them at the same time. Okay, thank you. Um, so as it's as we're getting more doses and parents can start making more appointments as more of those open up, I guess just talk through the logistics, where should they go to make appointments? And also maybe you could talk about if those children will need a second dose and uh, that length of time in between doses too, that would be good to know. All right, so for, for appointments with the Johnson County Department of Health and Environment, uh, it's uh, go to our website, um, jocogov.org uh, uh, slash uh, uh, COVID-19 uh, vaccine, and you can click on the link to, to make an appointment. Uh, 
It's also yeah. a, a two-dose regimen, similar to uh, that of adults. Uh, you get the second dose three weeks after the first dose, so very, very important to, to keep that in mind. Again, even though we, we are assuming that everybody is aware, uh, while there are positive news coming from other vaccines, Moderna and J&J, right now this is available only through Pfizer. Actually, the other two are only still approved for 18 plus. So anybody younger than 18 is still taking Pfizer. So it's a, it's a second dose three weeks after the first dose. Do, do you anticipate that the other vaccines will, will at some point offer, you know, be eligible or be available for children who are younger? We certainly, we certainly hope so. Yes. Um, I know Moderna, it will be most likely to um, be the next one on the market for um, pediatric vaccine. J&J, I'm not totally sure about. I think we're probably ready to, to wrap up. Is there anything else that each of you would like to add or um, put an exclamation point on if just to emphasize it a little bit more? <laughs> I would say, I think the summary points are it's safe and effective. <laughs> yes, we should do it. <laughs> Um, if you have questions, talk to your pediatrician. Access our website if you need anything. If you have any questions, any concerns, um, get some get some good good trusted information. Talk to your pediatrician about it. As far as scheduling, my last request is be patient. You know, this is a world where a lot of pediatricians are just now kind of coming into, um, and so be patient with your with your pediatric practices. We will get everybody vaccinated. It will take a little bit of time, but we will get everybody vaccinated. Check back frequently. Um, with the offices and with um, with our patient portal and with our phone number, and hopefully everybody will get vaccinated. And all those just uh, underscoring uh, the fact that uh, you need, uh, please be patient with us. Uh, we are opening up appointments, but there are many, many uh, people that want it. The demand is high. Appointments are being taken up very quickly. We're working to uh, look at opportunities to even add more appointments. And as we open those up, we'll let you know. If you have questions, you can also reach out to us. We'll answer your questions. Uh, reach out to uh, reputable uh, sources, sources that uh, you can trust their information uh, before you make your decisions. It's okay to have questions. It's okay uh, really to be hesitant as long as um, one is seeking knowledge and seeking information from the appropriate uh, sources. And finally, Dr. Watts and your team, we are very appreciative of what you have been doing in the community. Uh, people just see you out there once in a while. They're not aware of the things that go on behind the scenes. Uh, very happy uh, that uh, you and children Mercy are uh, what you are doing in the community, uh, helping to protect our children. This is a very big deal to have vaccines available to our five to 11 year olds. In addition to the 12 to 15 that we already have, it's a big deal. We can have a lot of our children vaccinated. Of course, the vaccine is only good if we can get into the arms of people. But this uh, is very important in uh, ensuring that in-person learning, our school environments are safer, even looking into the future. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. Get much more on COVID-19 vaccines in Johnson County by visiting jocogov.org forward slash coronavirus. Thanks for listening. You just heard Joko on the go. 
Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.